0: It's Mindset Monday, and ooh way, this is a big topic. The question that we all deal with, this simple question of, is the next step the right step? A lot of times we turn that simple question into a massive, massive decision. This Mindset Monday, let's tackle that decision together. Guys, what's happening? Welcome back to the show, Mindset Monday. Ah, It's been a while since I've gone IG Live. I feel like I've missed my IG Live community there. Um, We definitely have a relationship and a rapport over on IG um, where it's a collaborative experience. There's conversations on native posts, there's conversations on IG Story, there's conversation inside the IG Live experience. And that is something that I told my business partner, Lo Myrick, that I was super passionate to build and to cultivate was an experience, an educational experience, an engaging experience in a community, in a culture of growth and expansion and learning. Um, and education, wherever we go, I told her, and I continue to tell everyone else that education that that continued growth mindset, growth of mindset, and cultivating a growth mindset is extremely important to me and to us, and that 's what we 're focused on doing so if you guys are here in the the i g live stream, thank you so much, namaste, for showing up it 's mindset Monday though trying to get your mindset in the right space, and what other better topic than to tackle than this massive, massive topic of? Is the next step the right step? This is an issue that I feel a lot of people, despite your age, we go through changes and evolutionary processes throughout our entire life. Nothing is permanent but change. However, we're not taught to adapt and to adapt well, although the human body and the human mind is an adaptation machine. Think about that. You were able to learn how to write, walk, talk, drive. All of these skills you obtained and acquired generally and relatively in a very small amount of time. So each of them though made you uncomfortable at some point. So this is a process that you're familiar with, but you don't recognize or realize just how familiar you are with it. Some of those tools and um, skills that you acquired at youth, you cannot remember just how powerfully challenging those experiences were for you because our memories do not expand through that time. So let's get started on this. Um, this podcast is the next step, the right step. This podcast is for you. If you're worried about making a change in your life, maybe you have a life, big lifestyle change coming up. Maybe you have a relationship that's not serving you that you're ready to move out of, but you're afraid to break someone's heart. You're afraid to detach away from a family or a lifestyle that you recognize, but also on the other side of your mind, you know, a change is coming you know that a, a storm is brewing, right? And that storm is heartbreak and change and release, releasing an old identity, right? We're aware of this. Maybe that it is a job. Maybe that it is a location. Maybe that it is removing a family member or a friend or a toxic, energetic vampire out of your life. How many of those do we have? I saw a, a quote from Oprah not too long ago. Actually, it was a video where she talked about removing energy vampires out of your life in rapid succession. Like You need to figure out who are the vampires and who are the conductors, and you need to release the vampires and bring in the conductors. But we need to be able to understand that moving forward in our lives, whether it's good energy or bad energy, what it does require is change. So, Let's go through this process of, is the next step the right step? And before we start this off, I just want to bring you a great quote from Harold Wilson. Harold Wilson said, he who rejects change is the architect of decay. The only human institution which rejects progress is the cemetery. What an incredibly profound quote! Right, we have to have change to evolve. We have to grow every day. We're shedding skin every day. We're shedding experiences every day. If we're focused on growth and we have a growth mindset, we're shedding old layers of ourselves as we peel back the onion and release things that no longer serve us and evolve to a higher version of ourselves. Right, a higher vibration moving forward in in um, in pursuit of our best selves in our in pursuit of the best life in pursuit of fulfillment and enjoyment and happiness so in pursuit of that you got to go through evolutionary stages the the caterpillar must enter the cocoon so to speak to become the butterfly there has to be that dark time and not all changes need to be dark but change makes us uncomfortable and it makes us uncomfortable for a reason we grow all right so let's walk through this process that, uh, I put together that I really feel based upon the experiences in my life, moving from time to time, signing different contracts with professional teams, moving, you know, a- In um, an uncontrollable, it seemed, amount of times uh, changing my life, changing my lifestyle, going through mental illness, deciding to play soccer again, deciding to retire, deciding to move and change jobs, a lot of shifting, a lot of experience. And I've compiled my experience. And let me say that once again, this is my experience. Um, So take it for what it is for you. Take what you like, leave what you don't. But let's walk through this process of uh, figuring out for you if the next step is the right step. So number one, how do we know these steps are in alignment with our greater purpose, right? How do I know if the decision I'm about to make is the right one? Because obviously when you, op- when you open yourself up to change, it's uh, it's much like you have a thousand doors in front of you. All of them are opening. Your job, the pressure you place on yourself is that you must close 999 of those doors and walk through the one, right? But there can be a lot of pressure that you put on yourself with that sort of mindset. Now, I want you to expand the way you think on making decisions to recognize there are no mistakes in decision-making. There's only experience. So you can take the pressure off of yourself when making these decisions to remember that I can't make a mistake here. I can only learn and grow through this experience. So changing and reframing the way you feel about change or the way you feel about uh, growth or making a lifestyle uh, change, that that can help by simply reframing the aspect. So number one, the most important to me as an individual is the feeling that relationship between your gut instinct or your intuition right the heart space and there's different types of intelligence that comes from the heart space and there's different types of cerebral intelligence that comes from the head space so for me I've I've led most of my life from my heart guided by intuition tried to do the best I could at making decisions a Based on how something felt, when I walked into a room, could I pick up on the energy of the room? Did it feel like it was dangerous? Did it feel warm and uh, and and uh, cuddly, or was it sharp and edgy and felt like fear? Those type of um, experiences that you can get, those visceral visceral uh, feelings that you can have, come to you when decisions need to be made, when when you're in an environment with other people. So. The first question I'll ask you is when someone raises the question about your change or even you raise that question to yourself about this decision that's impending, how do you feel? What are you connecting to? Are you connecting to love? Does it feel exciting? Does it feel um, engaging? Does it feel airy and and um, almost elusive, almost as if it's something that you can imagine but can't quite grasp, or does it? Is it scary? Does it intimidate you? Um, is it something that elicits fear? Now, not all um, decisions that elicit fear are negative. Okay, sometimes we need to recognize that the feelings that we get could be excitement that we are interpreting as fear. So the relationship between the heart space and the head space is important. Recognizing, oh, that does excite me and I am kind of afraid of it, but this is not the fear that lets me know that this is dangerous. This is actually the fear that lets me know that this is going to be a challenge and I know that it's going to be tough, but on the other side of that is extreme growth and I'm actually misinterpreting my excitement for fear. So... My recommendation is connecting to your emotions. And you can do that in a multitude of ways, right? You can do it through journaling. You can do it through meditation. You can do it through conversations and reading books on emotional intelligence, finding someone, a mentor who has a high level of EQ, emotional intelligence, and having consistent conversations with them, not specifically on your change, but on emotions and on emotional reactions and so on and so forth. Putting yourself in environments with people or experiences that are going to force you to raise your level of emotional intelligence is massively key. That way we can delineate the information that's coming from here, the heart space, and here, the headspace. So number one, most important, how does it feel? Connect back to to the heart and how does it make, how does the idea of change, the idea of growth and expansion and the idea of a lifestyle difference, how does that make you feel? Number two, this is for the people that are that live mostly in the headspace. You can create a pros or cons list, right? How many times have you sat down and you've made that uh, dualistic pros and cons list and had a conversation with yourself, asking yourself legitimate questions? What's the best thing that can happen if I make this decision? Equally, what's the worst thing? And weighing the pros and cons. This is rudimentary. We were taught how to uh, resolve conflict in this way since um, elementary school, right? It, there's always been this aspect of list building that helps you solve real macro and micro problems. I don't need to go in depth with the pros, con list, pro and con list. This is a way that you can decipher between how to create um decision-making processes with your head and how to make decision-making processes with your heart. So a feeling number one, a pros and cons list number two. Number three, one thing that to reiterate back to the pros and cons list. Here's one way I want you to connect um, with yourself. I want you to engage a little bit deeper and ask some some serious questions. And a question that I had a mentor ask me back in Vancouver that really kind of shaped the decisions that I began to make moving forward. In recognition of who I was, right? Falling in love with yourself first requires you to become awake and And recognize uh, there is an observer and a thinker inside of your mind. there is someone who thinks the thoughts, and then there is someone who is observing the thoughts. What I began to observe was my thoughts and my emotions were what created my behavior. Okay. Your thoughts and your emotions create your behavior. Your behavior is what constructs your life, what builds your life. So you are a product of the behaviors, the thoughts, and the emotions of everything from your past. So with that being said, As you become more evolved and enlightened as a human being, a proper question you can ask yourself to begin to learn yourself, because a lot of people don't want to ask themselves tough questions. A lot of people cannot stand to sit in the quiet dark or the quiet spaces of their home with themselves, no distraction, right? This is not a skill that we've acquired. We've got cell phones and TV and all these forms of distractions that no one really wants to ask The real questions. A simple question that a mentor in Vancouver threw at me that I tend to do once every month to make sure I'm back and realigned with who I am. And as I continue to evolve and shift, let me ask you this question What must you do every single day, no matter what? Like, what's your non negotiable? What must get done every single day for you to feel happy, healthy, alive, productive, fulfilled? let me tell you what I answered this list to be. I must move every single day. I must have the feeling that I'm independent, without control. I cannot have anyone trying to control any aspects of my life. I must have creative control on my own. I must have the ability to be visionary and to decide what I put my energy to. I cannot um, be conditioned in any single way. As an iconoclast, self-proclaimed iconoclast, I don't want to go in the direction of any system or any societal pool, I want to maintain control on where I'm going and the decisions I'm making and make sure they're coming from a real space of value and an alignment with me. That is integral to me every single day. Um, I must be doing something that provides impact, that helps educate, and that inspires others, but myself first. I got to educate, impact, and inspire myself first and lead from me before I can pour it onto anyone else. Um, I got to continue to develop emotionally, like progress, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Socially, psychosocially, professionally, all those things in some capacity every day, I've got to fill that bucket. Um, this one I put in, which is interesting, and I want to know how you guys feel about this. I need to feel like I'm pursuing upward expansion. I need to feel like there's no limits, there's no ceilings. That's added to that growth mindset. Every day I need to be forcing myself into a growth mindset. I think we all as human beings are inherently lazy. I don't think that we necessarily want to do extra by nature, but I think with a grown mindset, growth mindset, we can condition condition ourselves to continue to expand, grow, move forward, and ultimately create a uh, life. In a reality that we love by creating ourselves and the environment around us. Um, The last question, which is kind of a follow-up question, I want to ask you this. What would the me in five years say about my habits of today? This is a great question, especially if you're pondering a change. What would the me in five years say if I made that move to Chicago, if I made that move to LA, if I changed jobs and really went after what I wanted, what would the me of five years say? Would he give me a high five? Would he dap me up? Big big hug. I'm so glad you did that. Or would he be regretful? Here's what I think. No matter the decision that you make for change in your life to supplement change and growth, the you of five years will always love you for that. Because in the aforementioned quote, the only place where change is not abundant is the cemetery. And you've got to understand that as long as you're, uh, as long as you're growing in age, you're growing in experience. Number two, um, tell me this. Skill acquisition. How important is that to you? Every new environment, every new experience asks you a question. Are you willing to grow? Are you willing to learn? Are you learning? Are you willing to expand your capabilities to resolve conflict? Skill acquisition is about resolving conflict. Initially, human beings could not transport themselves from A to B. There was an issue there. So supplementally, we developed transportation systems. You know, the wheel was formed and then horse and carriage and so on, right? It's evolved. Continued problems continue to be resolved through skill acquisition. That is most important. Every time you thrust yourself into new situations, you build new skills. If you'd have told me eight months ago that I'd be building websites and talking HTML and building funnels and talking marketing and inbound marketing and explaining Facebook ad campaigns and Google ad, what? What? Right? Nine, the nine month ago, me would have had not a Scooby-Doo what I was talking about. And what I want you to remember is that every opportunity you have and you are courageous enough to throw yourself into a new situation, you acquire a new skill. Those skills cannot be taken away from you. You will hold those skills, much like brushing your teeth, driving a car, walking, talking, communicating, deciphering verbal and nonverbal communication. All these skills are learned. And the the human mind is malleable, right? There's a a concept called neuroplasticity. That is the brain's ability to continue to expand, grow, and elicit new information and store new information neuroplasticity, they're learning. Scientists are learning now that you can continue to learn new things, new skills uh, throughout your entire lifetime. Remember that. The more skills you have, the more value you add. The more skills you have, the more value you add. And this is massively important. Every time you change your environment, you change your situation, you grow. And skill acquisition is a piece of that. Number three, evaluating the network that you have comparatively to the network that you'll be moving into. And I've said this multiple times, and this quote is well documented. Your network is your net worth. So taking a look at this environment that I'm in right now is not suiting me particularly. That is why I am motivated to change my environment. So let me take a look at my network right now. Who are the people in my network? What value are they adding me? Am I continually learning and progressing in this environment? Or is the next phase of my development dependent upon this change? Or equally, if I look over on the other side and I recognize the environment that I'm about to walk into, if I recognize that environment is not as healthy, not equal to the environment that I'm in right now, maybe it's not the right decision to make right now. How do we, how do we recognize that? When you get into these interview processes or when you even go to visit new cities or, or new states or you get into a new relationship, Asking the critical questions, taking a look at the behavioral habits of the people that you will be getting into a relationship with, whether that be personally or professionally. What type of habits do they have? Are they continually building? Do they lead with love? Are they gamifying the learning process? Is it fun? Can you, can you remember that we often register and retain information More successfully, if we are eliciting fun, if there are serotonin levels, endorphin levels that increase during the action, we are more likely to retain the information. So, when you walk into the environment, maybe it's a professional environment that you're walking into, are the people having fun? Do they look fulfilled? Is their energy positive? Recognizing these things. Also, asking intrusive questions of your uh, potential employer. What do you guys do to make sure that you manage the culture? How would you describe the culture here at the company? Um, questions that you can ask of the city. You can get in and ask people, what is a, where are the places that you can go for fun? If you know yourself, for me, I would ask, where are the best places to sweat? Where wow. are the best uh, yoga studios? Where are the people that are entrepreneurs? Where are they hanging out? Those would be questions that I would ask data that I would receive. And then I would go see and experience those places and recognize, does this feel good? Back to that heart space question. Does it feel good? Does it seem good? Does it seem healthy? Can I grow and expand here happily? All right. Um, Next one, finances. Okay. Obviously money is a motivator, but here's something that I want everyone to be aware of. It is healthy for money to be a motivator. Let me say that again. It is healthy for money to be a motivator for you. Okay, If you are motivated by money, we recognize that money can change your environment. Money can change your situation. Money can change your reality. Money, though, is just a tool. So money should never, ever be the decision maker. Money should never be the decision maker in your life, because at that point, you are allowing, allowing money to become the driver in the direction of your life. You should never give up the driver's seat from your core values for the direction of your life. Your core values should always remain the navigation tool in your life. Every time you make a decision, does this draw back to my core values inside my heart? Is this going to get me to my macro vision of myself? If not, I can't have room for it. Now, money, money's energy. Money is just a form of energy, right? Just like everything else in life money the, the better relationship you have with it, the more open you are to it. the more growth mindset and abundance that you focus on, the more money that will come into come into your life now let 's not be let 's not be um, let 's not be uh, crazy all right let 's not think that we can just think about abundance and not take action and expect money to come our way that 's not how it works that 's not the reality of the situation however. When you align yourself with actions that involve fulfillment, that make you happy and are in alignment with you, the true you, then it becomes easy to take action. Then you fall in love with the process and the process is so vital to progress. If you focus on the process and you're process oriented, then it becomes easy to stay consistent and you get in this flow of creation, execution, iteration, creation, execution, iteration, and work becomes enjoy. It becomes a form of enjoyment. You're fulfilled by what you're doing. So naturally, the feedback loop is, I like doing this, so let me continue on. And inherently, as you work towards level of mastery in things that you are doing, you begin to add more value in people's lives. So as you add more value in people's lives, then the money starts to come in. Then people start to see you as an influencer. Then people start to engage with you and want to pay for your product or for your service. So back to the question of moving forward. Does this next decision benefit me? I hope you're making uh, money your motivator and not your decision maker. Let me continue to tell you that there is no happiness. It's well-documented to be found what happens to the people that make decisions based upon um, monetary needs, wants, and desires. Now, if this situation can put you in a better situation financially, Excellent. That is a that is a facet. That is a form of the decision making process, but it should only stay a motivator. Now, sometimes it's a better idea to walk back in financial um, financial abundance to take a step back to maybe take a job lesser to provide you with more happiness, which could then mean that you become more motivated to perform, which could then move you to a level of expansion and a higher level of earning. So, there's obviously tactics. There's obviously ways for you to um, make decisions based on that. But remember happiness, fulfillment, and progress is what people need to be able to move forward and to feel fulfilled, to feel um, as if they are providing and to feel a sense of uh, progress and enjoyment in their life. It's very, very hard for you to... Um, find a level of discontent in your life and misalignment in your life and to really care about money. So many people have given up big earning jobs because they just weren't fulfilled. They just weren't happy. So money should be the motivator, never the decision maker. Um, let's move to number five. Here's a big one, and I've changed my location, I've changed my lifestyle many times, okay? When you're, if your decision, your change, considers a location, which supplementally means a lifestyle change, here's one recommendation I have for you. I moved from Charles, from Easley, South Carolina to Charleston, from Charleston to Vancouver, Vancouver to short stints in S- Salt Lake, Seattle, San Antonio, Edmonton, back to Vancouver, Raleigh, and now to Charlotte. I moved a massive amount of times all over the, the continent. Here's what I re- will throw as advice for you. Know who you are. Know who you are and know what you need to thrive. Because in making a move, you should put yourself in a situation not to survive. But to begin to thrive. So knowing yourself is, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one, right? Because we as humans were built to construct lives that are comfortable. Having a comfortable life allows us to predict our future. It's perceived control, albeit, but we can predict that I can wake up. I know my route that I'm going to drive to work. I know that I'm going to get into work and I'm going to give X amount of time. And then from there, I'm going to go to the gym that I like and my life is conditioned to be comfortable. Humans enjoy comfort. All right. However, It is tough to break out of that comfort zone and to really challenge yourself in a deeply profound way, such as to move uh, your life, to move your location, and to change everything that you know to be true. But there's so much to be learned in these experiences I took something from every single, something profound from every single place that I lived. And as I look back on that phase of my life, I couldn't imagine not taking those chances. So many relationships. My network is all over the continental US, into Canada, relationships that I still try to maintain. All of those came from changing a lifestyle, taking a chance, growing and let it be, let it be clear that as you change your lifestyle, your identity changes, your intelligence changes. These things are healthy. And at the end of the day, you can always go back to what you know. You can always turn back and go back to the comfort that you once built for yourself. However, you can never replace those experiences after having them. You can never replace them. They are some of the best experiences that I've ever had. And I I recommend that you figure out short questions just like this to know yourself. All right. Are you an introvert? An extrovert or an ambivert. An ambivert is someone who's right there in between. I'm, I'm more of an ambivert. I love to be around people, but in order to charge myself back up, I need some me time, need some alone time. So I think that knowing yourself is going to directly affect the amount of time that it takes for you in changing your location to build another form of comfort zone, another routine or regimen that works for you. For me, in my process, it takes me about eight months, no shorter than eight months to build a community, to build a sense of trust with people, to learn a city in the grid, um, the city grid system, to Get, a, get around places comfortably uh, but I'm an ambivert that you know there are people that are introverts that can get in and in 90 days three months they're dialed in they got their process they already have their people that they love their tribes that they built their gyms that they're um, that they're already a member of and there are other people I've seen introverts who have struggled for two years to build a community and a sense of uh, of, of family around them a sense of a structure lifestyle that, uh, that they can create. So you have to kind of know who you are and you have to understand the process that it takes time to build up that sense of community, to build up that comfort zone when you're changing your life, changing your location and changing your lifestyle. Here's the thing. Um, Remember this, humans deeply desire a sense of belonging, contribution, progress, and fulfillment. If you place yourself in these situations, these attributes are manifested and encouraged. Gyms, yoga studios, creative events, if those places aren't providing you with what you need, you can create it. Not too uh, long ago, I had an idea to bring more uh, people around my network, more males who were interested in being the 2017 version of, of masculinity, to be able to speak about uh, empathy, vulnerability, to be able to dump weight uh, because us as males, we haven't been modeled how to explain how we feel, how to talk about our emotions. To our friends, to our spouses, to our family members, and it's well-documented for myself what harboring that negative energy, harboring that grief, resentment, what it does. It compounds, it manifests itself in demons, and it can take down even the strongest men. I had my bout with it. I began to scale the the, the bridge of the Lionsgate uh, Bridge because I couldn't deal with it any longer. So I wanted to build... A network of men and women, but particularly more men who are interested in in solving this same problem that I have. I want to create a community of people where I can come to the table. I can dump my shit literally on that table. I can have a community of people who can look at me, can resolve the problems that I may be having. And when we all step away from that table, we can feel lighter. Now, That sense of community I couldn't find in Charlotte. So I took it upon myself to begin to pull other people who had similar interests and let's create that together. And you can do that for yourself, no matter what your issue is, no matter where you are, we all have the ability to construct with our own bare hands what we need and solve the problems that we inherently have. Now, the last one, last piece of advice, and this one is really, really important as well. When seeking advice, tread lightly, tread lightly. I think too many people in life want to ask as many people as possible in uh, in seeking the right answer that they then get themselves in trouble. Think about this. When we solicit all of this advice and we ask everyone we know, um, it doesn't necessarily take you closer to making the right decision. Actually, what it can potentially do is put added pressure on you to try to um, make others happy and not let others down. So now, maybe your mom or dad or, or your mentor is giving you advice and you feel almost as if you need to make the decision to make them happy and not to fulfill your deep desires within. So I want you to always take advice, even the advice that has come from this podcast, with a grain of salt. The most important advice, and I started at the very top of the show, the most important advice that you can solicit is the fucking advice that you have in your heart. That relationship with you, those mentors, those family members, those friends that you are soliciting advice from, they're not taking that journey with you. This is you and you alone. You're going to go have to go through those experiences. You're going to have to deal with those trials and tribulations. You're going to have to construct that new reality yourself. So remember that. The questions that you ask others and the advice that you seek, listen intently. Be grateful that they will hold a space for you and, and take in the information and answer the questions. But take down what you like leave what you don't, and always resort back to you, the heart and the head inside of you, that relationship inside of you. You know the answers. Every single answer you need, you already possess. And the question is, will you seek the advice of you and put the priority on that advice far higher than the advice that you solicit from other people. Last and most important piece, lead every decision with love, never with fear. Don't let fear drive your train. Allow love and experience and grace and hope and belief to push you forward in every situation. Because these decisions, they can turn out to be the most beautiful decisions you've ever made. And the way you know whether it's the right decision for you is the process that you generate for yourself. And when you make that decision, go don't look back because the resentment or the reflection or any of the suffering that you may have from thinking that you made a mistake will only hold you back from truly capturing the experience. So this has been a process. We'll go back over it nice and quick. Number one, feeling, intuition, gut instinct, that relationship with self. Can you cultivate it? Can you strengthen it? Can you make that informational super highway between your head and your heart? Can you increase that superhighway? Take it from one lane to eight lanes of information and be comfortable in that space. Number two, pros and cons list. Construct that list. Ask yourself questions like this. I must do what every day, no matter what? What must I do? What's my non-negotiable? Ask yourself questions like that. A follow-up could be, does this new opportunity give me the chance to do these things, the aforementioned things that you need? Does it give me that chance to do these things daily? Ask yourself that question. Number two, or number, yeah, number two, or three, skill acquisition, neuroplasticity, growth mindset. You can continue to learn skills your entire life. Are you going to double down on that? Or are you going to let that scare you? Number three, your network Is your net worth, is the network that you're going into stronger than the network that you currently have? That rectifies growth. That's massively important. Number four, finances, allow money to be your motivator, never your decision maker. Number five, Considering location and lifestyle change, know yourself. Ask yourself the deeply profound questions. Go to that location. Experience what it is about. Ask the potential employers, employees, real questions to generate and solicit the answers that you really need to make sure you're going to be happy in the environment that you could potentially throw yourself into. And number six, execute massive caution when seeking advice. Take advice, solicit advice. It's important to take other periods, other people's experiences. However, remember people give advice from the lens of their own experience. People are not going to take this journey with you. You have to make sure that experience is something that you're ready to dial into and experience that you're willing to take. Because that cave that you're afraid to enter, that cave that holds your treasure, you got to do that alone. And oftentimes, that takes some of the biggest decisions, tackling some of the biggest decisions you'll ever take. And lastly, lead with love. Make sure every decision you make is uh, predicated on love and love alone. If fear is in the driver's seat, you got to remove that fear quickly because fear will make mistakes and fear compounds itself. Love never makes a mistake. Love is growth. Love is expansive and love, it never fails. Mindset Monday, guys, is the next step the right step. This is a process that I feel would be super valuable for you guys to listen once, maybe twice, Continue to have that conversation with yourself. And if this is a conversation that you've had with someone else, send this podcast to that person. It's on Spotify. You can find this on iTunes as well. Hit the little share button there at the bottom of the screen. Send them the link. Share them some love. Make sure that you they know that you've got their back. But solicit advice wisely and make sure they know that this advice is coming from your lens and that they should make the best decision based on what they want. Love every single one of you guys. Mindset Monday, ah oh man, big time, real deal field. and love you guys and I hope you have the best rest of the week. Last thing to circle back around, creatingspacemovement.com slash webinar, small business webinar, creation to conversion. That's starting July 12th. Can't wait to see you guys there.